0: You are now listening to the Dynasty dot com podcast with your host, Lawrence Marino. And welcome back. My name is Lawrence Marino. You are listening to the Dynasty Sports Empire Fantasy Sports Podcast. Today we are joined by Josh Sadlock, staff writer over at birdswatcher.com, Baltimore Orioles expert. We're going to get the lowdown on the O's this offseason, what to expect from 2017. But uh, first we're going to pay some bills as we like to do. Get down to dynastysportsempire.com. Right now, we've got rankings, projections. We've got everything you need right now for fantasy baseball season coming up 2017. It's going to be solid, man. League starting right now. We've got about six different options. Get down to the site, DynastySportsEmpire.com. Right now, you can join any available league. Right now, we're going to bring on Josh.
1: Hey, how's it going,
0: Lawrence? Doing well. Happy New Year to you, sir. Uh, Talking to Josh Sadlock of birdswatcher.com, Baltimore Orioles blog. He's a uh, O's expert. And uh, we're going to get into 2016, just kind of recap how the year went for the O's, and then uh, we'll look ahead into 2017. Josh, what was your overall uh, feel for 2016? Were your expectations met? And uh, did you have uh, any any letdown at all from watching the birds this past year? Uh, Yeah, I
1: was... I think I, I went into the start of the season not expecting too much since they were coming off kind of a mediocre season and they uh, basically just brought the same team back. Uh, so, yeah, to say I, – I wouldn't say I was disappointed at all. I think you can never count out Buck Showalter and, and his team. Um, I think it would have been nice if they could have held on to the uh, division the entire year, but uh, to just get back to the playoffs after – kind of finishing 500 the year before and having all the same doubts about their team was, was a great season.
0: Uh, This is definitely a team in flux uh, right now with a lot of question marks coming out of uh, the 2017 season. Once uh, you know, Manny Machado will uh, become a free agent, some other big names like uh, Adam Jones. What is the plan for 2017? I mean, is, is it all in for the O's right now? Is it do or die 2017?
1: I think uh, I think they need to have it at least in the back of their mind like if they're at the trade deadline and they're not in contention they might need to trade a few guys uh, I think uh, I think Britain would probably be the first to go Zach Britton the closer he'd probably be a guy they could get a lot for um, it would be really painful to see Manny Machado traded just because that's kind of would signal the uh, kind of end of this little run of contention they'd kind of just be punting on 2018 then but you know you definitely could get a lot for Machado this summer if the team is say seven or eight games under 500 at July 31st they could get a ton for him that could kind of make it a lot easier to go into the next kind of era in Baltimore because there's not much in the farm system uh right now this winter they're kind of just sitting around twiddling their thumbs waiting for for Duquette to do anything they haven't signed i I think they'll bring Trumbo back honestly they I, they offered him four years and around fifty million i think uh there's no no other real logical fit out there for him, so I think maybe they'll come back to the table and uh drop their offer down a peg maybe three years, forty million and get hit, get a deal done with him uh and I don't hate that idea.
0: Uh, just a couple of the names that had elected for free agency was Pedro Alvarez, Tommy Hunter, Steve Pierce, uh, Matt Wieters, Michael Bourne, and of course uh, Trumbo. Obviously Manny Machado being the one guy in that lineup you don't want to lose uh, going forward. Do any of these guys who elected free agency uh, do you see them coming back?
1: Uh, I think I I, I think Alvarez. W- Could potentially come back, and same goes for Bourne. Uh, Wieders is still out there, and they already got his replacement. They got uh, Wellington Castillo, who um, I like his bat. The kind of advanced defensive metrics guys don't love his pitch framing abilities, but I think that's something he could work on and improve. Uh, Wieders kind of showed he was getting, he was kind of declining behind the plate defensively and never materialized as the kind of offensive threat that everyone thought he was going to be. So it's not a huge loss to see weeders go. Um, Steve Pierce, uh, they traded for him last year and he played a few games after coming over from the Rays, but he had a bum, a bum elbow and went on the DL and now he's with the blue Jays. So um, they need a, they need to sign an outfield, some, some, somebody to play right field and somebody to DH. So if, like I said, Trumbo doesn't come back, then I could see them bringing uh, Alvarez back to kind of form the left-handed half of a DH platoon again. And I, I like I like what Alvarez did with the Orioles last year in his, his first season here. So I, again, wouldn't hate to have him back if, if nothing else materializes on the free agent market.
0: Is your DH position leaning towards uh, someone like Trey Mancini?
1: Uh, Yeah, I there's some cheap outfielders out there that they could conceivably sign to play right field and then put Trumbo as a full-time DH, but, uh, or if, you know, they still love the idea of Trumbo playing right field, then you're probably looking at like Mancini and Alvarez to DH. And, uh, um, Mancini's a guy I've, I've gotten a chance to talk to and watch play a lot in the minor leagues. And, and I like, I like what he brings to the table. Um, I think he's kind of overlooked by some of the more, uh, uh, prospect guys just because he's not like a this raw physical specimen but uh he's got a he's got a good knack for hitting the ball hard all over the field and he came up last year and hit three home runs and in September and kind of really provided a spark when they called him up so I, I think he could he could do some damage as a right-handed uh DH uh, obviously if he's blocked at first base and I don't really think he has the uh athleticism to kind of transition to playing left or right field. But I think if you're going with a platoon at DH, I think he's probably the best option.
0: Talking with Josh Sadlock of birdswatcher.com. Uh, Josh, the rotation, Chris Tillman, Gallardo, Gaussman, Dylan Bundy, Wade Miley, and, uh, you know, Ubaldo. What's What do we expect in 2017 from this rotation? I mean, it's a lot of question marks. Do you agree?
1: Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um they have six guys for five spots right now. Um and I think with Tillman, he's in a he's in a contract here. He's going to be a free agent after this season unless they work out an extension now and they've kind of gone back and forth about that this winter. I think he's probably going to come into camp in really good shape trying to uh to prove that he can he can be a guy who goes out on the free agent market and signs for a Five years and eighty or ninety million. Um, he's he's been a real workhorse for the Orioles. He really only had one one down year, which was 2015, where his he, he just wasn't right health uh, health wise. I think the whole year that year, and uh, he's kind of the guy he uh, has to be. Uh, he kind of has to have everything going right because of his tendency to give up home runs and pitch to contact and give up a lot of fly balls. So. Um, but I think if he's, if he's healthy, he should be good for another 200 innings and 15 to 17 wins and a 3.5 to 3.75 ERA. I mean, it's not, it's not, he's not really an ace, but for what the Orioles need and how good their offense is that he kind of, he kind of gets the job done. Uh, Gossman really had a strong second half last year, pitched well in a lot of games against divisional rivals down the stretch. And, uh, I think we've always been expecting big things for him since he was drafted and kind of bounced up and down in the rotation the past couple years. And uh maybe this year will be the step he the year he takes the next step and leaps over Tillman and becomes that real like number one guy the Orioles haven't haven't had since Mike Messina was, was in Baltimore. Uh and then Bundy, you would have to count him as your number three right now. He he looked really good for a few weeks uh last summer when they moved him into the rotation then he kind of ran out of gas down the stretch but he really hadn't pitched a full season since 2012 so uh, anything he did last year really exceeded my expectations so I think uh he's a guy who could they'll probably they'll probably have an innings limit in mind with him but maybe it won't be a hard limit but uh you get 150 innings out of him and 25 starts I think I think it'll be much better than what they got from their number three uh last year uh and then the last three in the group Gallardo Jimenez and Miley are all kind of up in the air I, I I'm hoping Gallardo is the odd man out because he just looked awful the entire year last year at least at least uh Ubaldo and Miley had some stretches where they looked like competent major league pitchers for a few weeks at a time. And uh, Gallardo just didn't have any, didn't give any indication that he has much left in the tank as a, as a useful uh, big league option. So I guess we're kind of looking at three fifths of a decent rotation and two guys at the back end who you're going to put out on the mound every fifth day and, and hope they can give you five innings and maybe three or four runs and hope the offense can kind of carry them.
0: Well, we saw, we did see a little bit uh, above uh, righty Tyler Wilson last year for the O's, although he was four and six with a five, two, seven ERA. I mean, that wasn't really indicative of his play. Uh, I, in my one from what I watched when I saw him uh, pitch, uh, I thought he had some really nice stuff. Do you think that he's, there's a fit for him somewhere, uh long relief or in the rotation at some point during the year?
1: Yeah, I like, I like Tyler a lot. Uh, he seems like a real smart pitcher, kind of a real gamer on the mound. Uh, I've always kind of thought if you could combine, like, uh, Tyler Wilson's head and uh, Mike Wright, who's, like, another kind of the the two prospects that have been going up and down in and out of the rotation the past two years. Uh, if you could combine Wilson's head and Mike Wright's fastball and, and stuff, you'd get a really good pitcher. Uh, but, yeah, I think Wilson will be a, a long man option in the in the – in the bullpen he's got minor league options left over so he'll probably pitch at norfolk and for the orioles and the same goes for right uh they'll probably be up and down but i i don't see either of them being a rotation option unless there are injuries but yeah i do i do like what wilson can do i think he's got good stuff he's got a good feel for pitching and got good control so i think you know at least as a long relief option he's got a place with the orioles
0: the uh The pitching staff can get a little bit of support from the prospects uh, in the system that you have. Do you think guys like Sedlock, uh, Hunter Harvey are ready to go, or perhaps maybe show in spring training that they have the, uh, the ability to go if called upon?
1: I think Sedlock could potentially be a late season call up. Uh, They drafted him out of college. So typically those guys, at least with other organizations have been pretty quick to get up to the big leagues in the past few years. Uh, he, he was pretty good in single a and rookie ball after the after signing last year so i don't know that there's that much uh ceiling for his development left as long as he can kind of pitch well at uh double a AA and triple a this year i think maybe you could see him at the end of the year uh if not he should he should kind of be on the radar to start 20, 2018 with the with the big club since uh gallardo Jimenez and miley are all kind of going to clear off the books by then um and then as far as harvey goes i think he's probably he's most likely going to be uh out for the entire year with tommy john surgery and uh he's just kind of had a rough last couple years with his uh arm troubles and he got hit with a a ground ball during spring training last year and broke his broke his leg so um he's got some real electric stuff but i don't i really don't know if he can if he can uh stick as a starter he, just with his his frame and his build he's real tall and skinny and he kind of looks to me like a guy who might be better suited as a as a reliever instead of kind of being asked to handle the the rigors of of uh starting every 5th day
0: uh, I'm personally hoping that the Orioles outfield is uh in such turmoil that they have to call up grandson of uh Red Sox Hall of Famer Coley Stremski uh his grandson, Mike Yastrzemski, in the O's farm system. Uh, I would love to see another Yaz uh make an appearance, although for the O's, uh still like to see Yaz yeah, got a big call up. Maybe in spring training he'll he'll make some noise and uh, maybe get some recognition uh this this uh off season here.
1: Yeah, I like him. I like what he what he's got. I like kind of his whole he's got a pretty well rounded game for a for a for an outfielder. Maybe not as much power as the Orioles have like to see it from their outfielders but uh but yeah i could definitely see him having a at at least a late season call up this year Uh, i don't know that he'll make the team out of spring training unless he has a really really good spring training but yeah i think we'll see him in spring training and then uh i think maybe once the rosters expand in september we'll probably see him again
0: i'm just i'm just being a homer that's all (laughs) because i would totally buy a nose jersey that said justramski on it just because i I would be great (laughs) i definitely would uh josh just want to touch on the front office a little bit here um, you know the Angelos family has a lot uh invested into this team and personally and financially are they are they doing all the right things uh in in your eyes and in the fans' eyes
1: uh, I think most fans are probably pretty disappointed with uh, with this off season just you know we all know what's coming up in 2018 and how many guys are going to be free agents and how many guys might not be on the team going forward and uh, we have this we have this championship window right now and uh, it kind of sucks seeing what the Red Sox are able to do and go out and trade for Chris sale and upgrade their bullpen and uh, kind of spend money like it like it's imaginary um, and we're not able to match that in, in any way um that being said I don't really think there were too many options on the market this winter that that would have kind of, uh, improved the team that much. Uh, you know, they, they can't really get in, get any, uh, starting rotation help this year. There weren't really any good starting pitching free agents that made sense for them. And they have too much, uh, uh, invested in Gallardo and Miley and, uh, Jimenez. So they're kind of stuck that way unless, you know, and they're not, and the Angeles family has never really been willing to just, wave guys and eat money so they're kind of stuck with their rotation um their bullpen's all set um the one thing i think they should have done is signed uh encarnacion once his asking price dropped if you're going to offer trumbo 50 million dollars and encarnacion's out here signing for 60 million dollars i don't know how you can how you can let that go um and then a duquette's hands are kind of tied he can't he he doesn't have the resources to pull off a trade for uh, a guy like Chris Sale, he just doesn't, and I and I don't know whose fault that is. That there hasn't been much investment in the farm system. Uh, you just kind of watch the Orioles kind of sign mid-tier international free agents, and or they trade away their their uh, their uh, slot money for you know draft picks and international free agent signings to get Brian Mattis off the roster. So um, I think Dutech's been focused primarily on the. Uh, on the, the MLB roster and he's really neglected the farm system in his time with the Orioles. And, you know, that's his prerogative. He's been brought in to try and win a championship and his contract expires after uh, the 2018 season. So I don't really think he's going to be around when the, uh, when the shoe drops and you have to rebuild the team. So um, it's kind of, it's kind of a tricky place for the people running the Orioles right now. Uh, they don't want to spend all the money in the world to keep up with the Red Sox and I don't know that they really have it given their market size and, and they, uh, they don't have a good farm system. So they're kind of kind of stuck in the middle and they're going to have to hope that, uh, they can cobble together another winning roster next year.
0: Josh, I'd like to just get a little bit of, uh, information from our guests when they come on. Uh, I'd like to know a little bit about everybody. If, uh, you had a 2017, resolution for baseball one thing you could change uh in the game right now what would it be
1: in the entire game i would i i like no, i don't think there's anything wrong with the game i think it's probably the only thing i'd like to change any be the way they market the, the market the players and the superstars and open up on social media uh you know you got to you got like Mike Trout he's the modern day reincarnation of Mickey Mantle and I don't think most people would recognize him walking down the streets. Uh, you know, you've got super young superstars all over the league, probably more than have ever been in the in the league at one time. Just guys under 25 or just turning 25 who are already like uh, rewriting what we thought was possible for guys at that age, and uh, they're just not promoted. Baseballs become very much uh, regionalized with all the regional sports networks and uh, it's not really promoted well nationally. Uh, I'd like to see them kind of have a better presence on uh, social media the way the NBA does. And the NBA is like kind of hip and cool and good with vines and gifs on, uh, on Twitter and like baseball will like shut down your Twitter account if you tweet out a vine of a home run. So I think that's the thing I want to see them change rather than focusing on like, pace of play and putting in a pitch clock you know i don't i don't think most people go to a baseball game and are they're worried that they're they're gonna miss 10 minutes if you know manfred shaves 10 minutes off the game time i don't think that's that's not moving the needle and that's not getting people to watch baseball um so i don't i don't really get the fascination and the obsession with uh, you know making pitchers throw the ball after a certain amount of time but uh you know kind of get with the get with the times and uh, market your players the right way.
0: I agree. That's uh, definitely something that uh, baseball could probably do a better job of making these players known, uh, more household names, and uh, you know, keeping up with the Joneses a little bit when it comes to uh, social media. Uh, Josh, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, remember, birdswatcher.com is the site to go to for all your Orioles news notes. Josh Sadlock, you can uh, find him on Twitter at Josh Sadlock. Uh, anything else you want to promote while you have a minute here, Josh?
1: No, that's it. It was great. It was great coming on talking to you. Uh, yeah. Just feel free to drop me a line any other time you want to want to talk Orioles once the season starts.
0: Awesome. we Will do. Thank you so much. That was Josh Sadlock from birdswatcher.com. That's going to do it for our show today. I'm your host Lawrence Marino for everyone over at dynasty sports I want to say thank you for coming down. Check out the site jump in the fantasy baseball league there's like six different options to get in right now uh drafts are starting this week they've actually we've had a draft starting so uh get involved get down to the site dynasty we'll see you next time